Welcome to Wasteland Radio. We are a Dark Age and Wrath of Kings podcast. For our first episode, the second, third, and the fourth, we're going to be focusing on the Dragiri new releases for Dark Age. We're going to do once a week a separate cast in which we cover all aspects. I really hope you enjoy these sets of episodes. These will be our first four. So I'll also have from Cool Media or Not, Brian Steele, assisting me on this. So once again, I really hope you enjoy this. And if there's any questions, comments, concerns, please post them on our page and on Facebook. We look up Wasteland Radio. So without further ado, here's Dieb. Thank you. So I think that it's I think <laughs> I think that it's um, it's important to note a lot of people who go through and you know kind of just do the quick overview that they think that Dragiri are the native species of Adder of the of the planet that Samaria sits on, um, but it's actually they are just the oldest immigrants. <laughs> they came from another section of the galaxy. Uh, they came through their their the stargates that are buried. Um, now no longer functioning as far as the uh, the game is concerned. And somewhere along the lines, they had a revolution, and the giant hulking Dragiri laborers became the masters. And the masters, all their guns and fancy toys were broken, and they became the slaves. So it, when you look through the Dragiri and you go, man, these guys have kind of this you know super old feel. They claim the world to be theirs. Um they're the they're the oldest culture on the planet, but they're still technically immigrants from another galaxy. Okay, okay. And by that right, they've all have their different uh, tribes or caste rules: the fire, mm-hmm. the ice, the air, and now the resurgence of the shadow caste. Um, We'll go through the Fraction Rules document, which, once again, dark-age.com has that. These are the rules for if you want to play the army. I'll go through some of the things, and we will then yeah, talk it about is, each one. I was, was going to say, it's also important to note that mm-hmm. in, in the narrative, there is a fifth cast. Uh, yes. the, there is the Earth cast, which way back, way, way back in the time of the last Grand Arbiter, so, you know, hundreds of years before humans showed up to start making things annoying for the Dragiri, uh, the, the Earth cast basically saw the chaos that was going on, all the madness, and they said, we're not having any more of this. This is, you know, we are going to go, basically, we're going to sleep, we're going to go into a hibernation, and we're going to wake up every handful of years and find out if you guys are done being idiots. And when you're done being idiots... Then we will serve. We that we will serve neutrality the way that we're supposed to. And for that. well, and centuries have passed, and they have not woken up. Um, as we have discovered, uh, that you know everybody, the, the world is in chaos, so they have no reason to join us yet. That's okay. We still have Captain Planet. All right. <laughs> so. For older players like me, this uh, rule, the first rule, elemental alignment is pretty much the staple of playing Dragiri at way back in the day. You took a cast and you just rocked it. Um, a Dragiri force must align itself with one of the elemental casts, uh, air, ice, fire, or shadow. That force may only include models from that selected case. Now, we all remember that rule. Older players are like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But now we have a new rule. It says, with exceptions laid out by the Grand Arbiter Command's rule. That rule, to me, I wish that was around before this change. <laughs> because every time I was like, I wish I could do this. So you're like, what is that? A Grand Arbiter Command's, a Dragiri Force may choose to include up to 150 points of Dragiri Trueborn models from elemental casts other than its main alignment. And uh, in the case of this rule, how did you guys 
I mean, you people asked for this, and you guys were like, yeah, that would be too cheesy, that would be really broken, really busted, to mix these things will make a powerful army. Why did you allow it now? Well, the game has grown considerably since then, uh, since the last time the Daguri really had a rules overhaul. Um, so the Grand Arbor Commands, uh, you know, when you look at the Ice Cast, you look at the Air Cast, and they've been around forever. Yes. Um, a lot of people that have been playing these guys, their gameplay hasn't changed all that much. And when going up against some of the new armies, going up against the core, going up against the Salt Nomads and the uh, Kukukani, um, that old play style just doesn't really... I mean, it still holds up because it's a, it's a tough way to fight. But we wanted to be able to have people be able to start branching out a little bit more and mix some of their, their styles to deal with some of the new threats that we've put on the table. Um, not to mention the narrative, you know, dark age hands down is driven by its narrative yeah, between the immortals winners that create their, their models and storylines and plot lines to every time we put out a book release, we have furthered the story. Um, when we started working with the Dragiri book and deciding what it was going to do, you know, yeah, we knew the shadow cast was going to be a thing and that they were going to arrive and it was going to be, you know, they had to have a big reason to emerge from the depths and, and go, ha ha, the boogeymen are here. Uh, we had to have a reason for it. And the best thing that we could come up with looking back at the, the old, you know, the 10 years of, of Dragiri writing, you know, written history, we looked at it and said, you know, if there was a chance for someone in the shadow cast to lead all of the Dragiri people to gain that, that position of power for the first time in history, that would be enough to, to haul them up out of the, uh, out of the shadows, so to speak. And uh, we started thinking about that and we're like, well, you know, if it's going to be this, this big of an event, this will give us an opportunity to start, you know, kind of mixing things up a little bit. And, so far, the fan responses of people, you know, it's 150 points. It, it feels like a lot, especially in a smaller army. But at the end of the day, you know, every Trueborn Dragiri, there, there is not a Trueborn in the game that is less than 75 points. Um, most of them are 75 points. Some of them are 100. And then you got a couple of, a couple of fancies that are 150, but we make sure that all of the guys that would be just game-breaking in other armies are at least 175 points. Um, and when it comes down to it, if you take one of the 100-point guys, because it's a really tough dude from another cast that you want to put into your force, that means that you're not bringing any other Dragiri. You're any other, any other uh, Grand Arbor's commanded Trueborn from another cast, because... 75 is going to be the next lowest and that goes over that 150 mark Correct. it ended up being kind of self-policing yeah i mean yeah with that 150 i'm trying as you were talking i was uh trying to think of yeah some setups and yeah i couldn't think of anything that would be really immensely game-breaking with 150 point choice i mean i'll have something that will complement what that particular cast is lacking so yeah. And, and one of the things that we've seen on the table so far since the books come out is you get a lot of people that will take something because they're like, oh, this guy's got like a really cool spell that, you know, my other guy that these guys don't have access to. Right. But even then, most of the psychogenics are just that one guy. You know, it's not like there's very few psychogenics out there anymore that cast on another person to buff them. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, that was definitely something that. I noticed in the change, indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, the Trueborn rule hasn't really changed much. You guys just added more things. Uh, things that count as Dragiri Trueborn, I might as well continue with the document. It's going to be all elemental models. Uh, your embers, your storm elementals, even the shadow case elementals. All slave models, which include the artificial... The artificer, uh, the Athergrin, the spear slaves, sling slaves, taskmasters... Um, David, the Arctic Wind, Cave Wing, and Razor Slips. Greater and lesser spiderlings also count. So if you want to add some spiders to your air case, you no, that. no, it's it's the opposite. The, that is the that's the less no, that's the least on that form. That's the list of things that are not trueborn. Oh, not trueborn. Excuse me. 
Yeah. So that list of that list of stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. That's those are those are the guys you're not allowed to bring. Yeah, yeah, because they're not big guys. Yeah. Oopsie. No worries. See, that's why we have Brian here because he knows everything. (laughs) I don't know anything. I just, I just do all the technical stuff. My technical stuff. Well, and it's brand new. I mean, like this stuff is. This is. This is. It's super brand new. No one, we haven't done this stuff before. Yeah, so it's such a refreshing thing, though. <laughs> well, and I'm seeing more. Uh, you know, I remember, guy, it was probably five years ago, six years ago, at one of the Immortals tournaments. We had we had like three of the exact same aircast list, and and it's one of those things where I don't think we'll see that nearly as often now. That even if someone's playing aircast, yes. They might go, you know, I really love this new model that just came out for the ice cast, and I'm throwing this in, you know. And I and I, I just I like the I like the variation, I like the ability for people to switch things out. And you know, from a business standpoint, it makes a lot of sense for us to not shelter people when they decide to choose a cast that they're completely done. Yeah, especially with the power levels of some of your uh, other remade factions, like once yeah. again, Salt Flat Nomads being the new hotness and. Everyone's using those guys, and to, to some people, they're like, "Well, my army feels lacking because it's not updated." And with this, I think that uh, definitely it's going to be something. It's going to be something amazing because, like I said, that book is amazing. And going into the cards, which we can do now, um, I'll try to go okay. as quickly as possible for you, or we can just on some we can hit some points. Um, ice case. Is I say case cast you can choose whatever depends on what side of the pond you're on. Uh, the ice has been around forever. A lot of people have this particular army, so this is the more widespread I'm thinking because ice has been around since forever in this game, and a lot of people have let's get real. This is the most traded and bought army, so we'll start with this because a lot of people have those models. Um, I'm looking at the faction document from the website. Which don't know if the cards should have been updated. So I'm looking at the most updated yeah. 2016, which they will have the 2016 on the lower right of the back of the card. That's correct. when you know you got the correct card. It'll have 2016 there, and um, you guys are starting with the Arbiter of Fate. Um, just by looking at the card, there have been some pretty um, beneficial changes to the card. Um, now is our time. Of course, is the rule that they pretty much got across the board well now all all of the arbiters each arbiter from the cast now has a once per game thing that they can do uh look at kai's his the now is our time basically before you roll initiative on a turn he decides to make a psych check if he passes it then there is no initiative roll he is going to get to go first um he cannot squad link he doesn't bring anybody along with him he just wrecks face before the before the initiative roll ever happens, and then it just and then it goes back and forth like a normal turn. Um, and I can tell you this from firsthand experience now that uh, that can be one of the most when that happens. You know, you're setting up your models. You know, you played the game. You, you know, you set things up, and you're like, okay, on this turn, if I get initiative, this guy's going to get to go first. And even if it has nothing to do with look at Kai, it him being able to just take away the initiative roll and go, all right, no, I'm going to have this guy do his thing. He's going to take his four actions and he's going to murder anyone he comes into contact with. It's, it's demoralizing. <laughs> he also, yeah. And also commander five, which is an amazing ability too, because uh, being able to, you know, commander up five guys is yeah. something that I, th- I felt every arbiter now has a, you know, I think commander is an amazing keyword nowadays, and a lot of more people have commander, which is great. It's brutal, extreme damage, never panic, tough as nails. Um, all these descriptions are on the back of the card, so we're, I'm not going to explain much. Uh, from previous to now, I would say that uh, 200 points seems fair. I think well, he's a fair cost. <laughs> I think it's a uh, fair cost. He's He's got 20 armor. His defense is really high. He's very easy to hit because he's so gigantic. He's the broadside of a barn. He's the broadside of a barn. Um, but he is an armor 20, yes. and he's tough as nails, so he'll never lose more than one hit point when you hit him. 
right. That's, um, the, that's the best thing is the fact except, that well, you know, at least he can't he can't critically fail his armor save. Right. Um, but the one trait on him that a lot of people will overlook is they'll be like, man, he's two hundred points. He only has four hit points. He's super easy to hit. Unstoppable. His right. unstop the fact that unstoppable is for the people who don't know. Um, when you lose your last hit point, you make a psych check, and if you pass it, you don't lose your last hit point. He gets back um, up, and he's mad. You, you shake it off, and you lose four. You lose four points of psyche permanently, which you know kind of sucks. But for someone like him who has a, a starting psyche of sixteen, that means that if the dice are kind to him, he, he, he can have two. It, he's he, you know it, dice are average. He's gonna at least shake off two things. Two, yeah. if, the, if the dice are kind, he is probably gonna have closer to six or seven hit points over the course of the game. And, and well, that would now is our time. You just run him in someone's but, house, and you just go. Yeah, oh, they may have a plan. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. So you he's, know, you run him in. And they're like, well, I'm taking him. He is a monster. He is yeah. a monster. I think that the, the Arbiters will probably see some light in this particular uh, age of Dark Age because he's been fairly costed. I think uh, overall, I'm digging him. He's also a character type, so you can't have a bunch of them. So he's a character. <laughs> the second character is uh, David the Arctic Wind. This is a model that I really enjoyed using in previous Dragiri lists in Dark Age. I liked him a lot. A lot of people didn't like him, but I pretty much liked him from the previous build to now. Um, what was the, if you guys, I, I don't know if you did playtesting or R&D mm -hmm. with these guys, but um, what did you particularly want to do with this guy to go, hey, I want him to look like a badass and be a badass. I want people to feel this guy. So the big thing with David is... He is so combat reflexes is sick, good, amazing. Now, the newest version of combat reflexes, where no one gets any charge bonuses, uh, charging or gang up bonuses against you whatsoever. Um, and of course, if you get knocked down, you can stand up for free. Um, that's that is a really, really good trait. And so, on this little guy, you know, he's a, he's a medium sized guy, he's a regular man sized fella, he he can go toe to toe with just about any of the true bone warriors from across any of the casts mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people be like well i've got furious charge and rage and all these other things that add into things when you're charging in on somebody he doesn't care about any of them and when he decides when it's his turn he's got his his one assault group actually has two swings on it two different weapons yes um so not only does he call you know if his axe hits you uh, frost cleaver. If frost if frost cleaver hits you, you get a stun counter, so you're gonna lose it. You're losing an AP. You're gonna bleed, but potentially you might lose an, uh, a hit point at the end of the turn. And then when you look at his sword, it's got uh, critical strike two, which means it actually uh, does a crit blow on a one and a two. So ten you know what? Not ten percent. Yeah, ten percent of the time, he swings and just he gets past all of your defenses, and, and because he's got decapitate. So there, that causes too. I mean, he's for a hundred points, he's really, really good, and he's got a relatively high, high armor, low defense. Yes. Um, the infiltrate, I think, uh, makes him because he has no ranged weapons, and he's got no psychogenics. Right. He is all he is all close combat. Um, he's he is fast. He's got a move on a four. I mean, like it's he's a, he's a tough little nut to crack, and. I think when people start to use him as kind of a, an, how do I say, like an early detection system of other people's threats, but having them out, having him out there as an infiltrator, and he's fast enough to get into where people have started to devote their forces. Yes. Um, they're they're going to be pleasantly surprised. That's not bad. I'm glad for that. And of course, uh, next up, the ice elemental, good old icy twenty armor, six life. <laughs> The two hundred points as well, and uh, the ice elemental of old versus the ice elemental, the new one, this new one here. Uh, there's a lot of differences, I think, and uh, you can take it away from there, sir. <laughs> so the new one, whereas the old one was kind of uh, based more on you know let it, you know glancing blows and things like that. This guy's he is nothing more than a sledgehammer. Um, 
you know, kind of has that feel of the word Lukakai has the, you know, uh, I'm going to live forever. The Ice Elemental is going to live a really long time, too, because armor 20, six hit points, tough as nails. But he also has the, the constant chilling aura, which is uh, an area around him. Uh, I believe it's two inches. I don't have the card. Uh, yeah, I just flip into the card. Um, it's two inches around him, enemies, and it's just enemies. There's minus two assault. Whether they're hitting him, whether they're attacking friends, whether they're shooting a gun, uh, they're just, if you're within two inches of this big guy, it's your minus two assault to everything you do. And that, because the chilling aura does not specify, um, because it doesn't specify minus two assault when attacking, that also includes things like uh, deflection or parry. Uh, he, he can get up into the line, even if you're not using him to just rip people to pieces with power 10 hits. Um, even if you're just using him as a big, unkillable bubble of screw your opponent, he does a really good job at it. And not to mention, you know, uh, I don't know when this when this pro- when this podcast is going out, but uh, we're releasing the brand new resculpted model tomorrow. He's running. <laughs> he's, running. he's just like get ready. He's running. Yeah. It's amazing. So overall, he's still going to be taken. I think. I I do. I think he's going to be taken again. He's still just as good, if not better, personally in my eyes. I'm not going to say that about every model, but these are models that 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 have seen a lot of presence in lists before. Mm-hmm. And with this new book, chances are you'll see the same ones again, but not used in that way. This is a more attack-oriented ISO elemental, not just the, hey, I'm taking him to sit him somewhere and... You're not going to use this. You're not going to use this guy for objective gathering. This right. guy is going to. He is headed towards your opponent, and he is headed towards them fast. Correct. Correct. Indeed. Indeed. So now we move on to the Death's Device of Ice, and the Death's Devices were another type of uh, Dragiri model that I don't think I've ever taken, and I will admit to that. The Death's Devices were always to be like mini arbiters. Mm-hmm. They were always like mini arbiters. They they had some of the features of the arbiter, but not none of the crazy rules. Like the Death's Device of Ice kind of mirrors the arbiter a little bit with mm-hmm. course, amazing armor, three life, unstoppable, tough as nails. But in this case, they have a parry. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they also share exterior. Um, they also share extreme damage. Excuse me. Yeah. Now that the. Uh... Now that the, the general, you know, the, the new direction for Dark Age is we want things to be bloody and, and you know, horrible from the get-go. Uh, having having extreme damage on these guys is they they ruin, ruin people's day when it comes to one-hit point models. Even if you've got a medic, because, you know, I, I run it or I cut you, lose your first hit point, and then extreme damage, you lose a second hit point. Once you're technically in the dying state, you're dead again. I mean, it's these guys just run around. It's called the Executioner's Blink for a reason. Um, but I think one of the reasons why you're going to see more Death's devices, and this is not just of ice, this is across the board, is all Death's devices now are costs 150 points as a very specific number because that is the highest point value you can have for the Grand Arbiter's Command. So you're going to see if someone just wants, you know, like let's say they've got an air cast force, and they but they really just they want a beat stick. They want one guy, uh, a, a a send them at the enemy missile, while the rest of their you know scooty scooty air cast soldiers are out doing objectives and you know surgical striking. They can do the death device of ice with one model, 150 points. There he is. Now was the uh, the global. Now was just 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 because was the global reduction of these death devices to a common 150 element for the new rules? So if you just want to just slap one in, there's your 150 points. Uh, sort of. Uh, basically, so all of our new rules, everything from the Forsaken book on, uh, we are doing things in 25 point increments. Um, so that way, when you build an army, there's no no more need for having hanging points or well, I couldn't take that other bola, yes. or I couldn't take that because there's nothing worse than being like, well, my army is 285 points. 
because I don't have anybody worth 15 points. You know, like that that kind of thing. So we, we moved everything to the 25 points, and when it comes to that 175-point range, that's really been saved for some of the big, unique monsters, you know, that kind of thing. And we didn't want to make Death's Devices 200, because that's what the, that's where the Arbiters and the Great right, Elementals right. set. And that's where you kind of hit that, well, crap, they'll just take an Arbiter instead. Exactly. When you, get, when you get that close, you get up to 175 points, someone's going to look at a 175-point Death's Device of Ice or a 200-point Love Kick High and go, well, why wouldn't I just take Love Kick High? Uh, so the 150 points just made more sense as a good kind of stopping point for all the Death's Devices and, uh, honestly, for all the Spirit Lords as well. Um, they Because the Spirit Lord plays kind of the same that same sort of aspect, except right. instead of being, instead of being, you know, super buff and killy, 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 the spirit Lord is more like a spellcaster. And uh, we'll slip into him anyways, because he's next up on the list. Because he's next on yeah, the list. Yeah. These are, these are 250 point models that can fit your repertoire. If you're like, I really don't know what to put as my 150 points. You have, like you said, you have your death device of ice, which is a mini arbiter tanky, I'm just going to just hit with this huge sword and hope for the best. Then you have the Spirit Lord of Ice. The Spirit Lord of Ice is 150 points as well, one for every 500. He has Commander, which is pretty awesome. Furious Charge, Never Panic, Parry, and Psychogenic Invoker. I feel that uh, this particular Spirit Lord fills the role of impromptu leader to a force. If you want mm -hmm. like a quick little leader, he has Commander, which is awesome. And uh, from previous to now, once again, we'll hand it back over to you. Um, previous Spirit Lords have all been good, but they've really been, you know, you were paying all of your points to to have spells. You know, like everything that you were doing was was aimed towards this model being just kind of a, a, mobile, a mobile platform to have psychogenics. With the Ice Cast in specific, we wanted to show that the Spirit Lord had, you know, he's still an ice cast warrior. He is a true born. He's got two, he's got his twin swords. You know, the ice cast is way more focused on, you know, melee combat and, you know, the, the one-on-one -on -one challenge. And so we wanted the Spirit Lord to be a caster. He's a psychogenic invoker. He comes with two spells and he can cast one, one per turn. But at the end of the day, he is also, you know, like you said, he's a mini commander. He's a forward commander. He could totally bring a couple of the other trueborn with him. Uh, if you're feeling froggy, you could, you know, have him lead a small group of slaves, much to his chagrin, I'm sure. Um, but that commander trait gives him a lot of flexibility on the field. That's that's cool. It's cool. Now, the rarely seen, to me, the rarely seen foot soldiers of the uh, Dragiri ice case and there's two of them and we'll go with the first one being once again the armored tanky sort of version the frostbite at 100 mm -hmm. points three for every 500 a squad of them is three uh, they have guard they have psychogenic neophyte which they can cast icy resolve on themselves and tough as nails which of course most dragiri armored guys normally have this which is thing um they're two hit points which is kind of different than most other foot troops of most armies since they're big dragiri guys i'm guessing for the 100 points you're netting two hp 20 armor which is really great once again, they're the broad side of a barn, so they're pretty easy to hit sometimes. But Icy Resolve normally helps with that. So from previous yeah. to now, with the Frostbites, uh, take it away, sir. Uh, previous forces, they were really just kind of elite, elite heavy hitters. You know, they, they, they ran out with their big two-handed axes. <laughs> they did their sweeping arcs. You know, and, and that hasn't changed when it comes to their offensive abilities. Um, but we wanted the Frostbites, this new version of them, to be not only a physical powerhouse on the offense, but they also needed to, to fill a new role for the ice cast. And that's, <clears throat> they've got the trait of guard and being an armor 20 model with tough as nails. That means that if they've got both of their hit points, then they have no, really no fear of taking a hit for somebody. So you could have him running along with, uh, you know, hell you could have him nearby David 
you know, dummy goes to, you know, somebody, somebody manages to get a hit on him. The frostbite can, you know, activate guard and say, nah, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I'm going to take that hit because my armor's huge. I've got two hit points. And even if he fails the armor roll, if he crit fails the armor roll, he's not going to instantly die because of tough as nails. And if he lives to his, until his next turn, his psychogenic, the icy resolve, you cast the psychogenic and you heal a hit point. So it gives him an opportunity to literally just take the brunt of other people's damage, just you know, take it on the chin, and then you know, on their next turn they spend an AP, you know, take a quick breather. <sighs> okay, I feel better now, and then you know they can start over, they can start it again the following turn. And the whole time they're clobbering people with extreme damage axes at reach. And yep, that's pretty much. And then the variant, which we keep kind of going through both of these, which is the armored, and then there's the attacker. The attacker version, I would say, of this troop is the blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, 75 points, three for every uh, 500, squad of three. Uh, they have chilling aura, which is the same as the uh, ice elemental. elemental that we spoke of, excuse me. They have rend on their weapons, and they can cast Chilling Grasp. Um, the Psychogenics can be found on the uh, website as well, so any of these that we're talking about, they will have the cards available, so they can cast Chilling Grasp. I think this is a great improvement. I would run Blizzards because I've always liked them, but previously they didn't really have a, I think, a role that back in the day... You know, slave spam kind of took precedence, and yeah. elementals were great. And the elementals took from this guy. So, even though he's seventy-five points and he's a basic troop, to me, I found him to be like a little basic troop of the Dragaria, a true-born troop. Uh, what did you guys do to give him a presence in the armory previously? You know, in in light of the previous incarnation. Excuse me. There's two. There's two big things. I mean, the the chilling horror is amazing. It's that whole two-inch bubble of everybody gets screwed. With, so every, all enemies are messed up. But one of the, the big things, the, the two points of order with the blizzards that I think is extremely useful for them is not only they have they've got huge armor. I mean, they're, they're eight, our 18 armor on a 75 point model is really good. But they've got their, their psychogenic that they can cast. It's only a range 4 attack. It's not very far. But and a lot of people are like, well, why would I, why, why would I cast a four-inch spell when I can charge forward and clobber them with my axes? In the case of Chilling Grasp, what it does, when it hits somebody, it draws them out of. Uh, it basically, if it hits them, it pulls them to the blizzard. So what that means is it allows you to possibly pull people away from squad linking. Uh, so like if they're close to their leader to get some benefits or in the case of some of the uh, uh, some of the prevailer models if they're in like shield formation or something you can just yank a dude out of the formation and then start clobbering him on your following activation point um, you know model being able to move your opponent's models in this game in any way shape or form is huge you know pull somebody off of an objective you know that's yeah you could run up and kill them but even just one die roll that pulls them away and gets them into base contact with you, that's massive. Um, and then they're frost axes. I mean, for one action point, you get two swings, and that's good. You know, two power six hits is, is fine. But with Rend, universally across the game, we've sort of started to remove a lot of the power multipliers from the game because yes. our armor, armor saves are where this game is, is, is at. And by removing some of those multipliers... We've made any time you can get multipliers that way that much cooler. You know, it's like it's as soon as you see somebody who's got a multiplier on their attack all the time, it's like, wow, that's that's fantastic. And so what Wrens can do if they or Wrens, sorry, if the Blizzards can do with Ren, um, if both of their axes hit the same target on the same attack, both of those hits have a damage multiplier or a power multiplier times two. So now that power six hit is now power six times two twice. There's a heat. It, it's, it's a heat. It's a massive upscale. Yeah. Well, well, with that, uh, that means that whoever they hit, if they hit, it's uh, power multipliers for new players means that uh, it's going to be two chances 
to get that armor roll to fail. Yeah, and you've got to pass reduction. multiple armor saves or take the damage and stuff. And with so many things getting that rule removed, they really are, you know, a shining part of the force at 75 points. So, you yeah. know, it's pretty good in a 500-point force. You can have three of these guys, and Chilling Grasp is nothing to, you know, laugh at either because mm-hmm. now they have something that they could run up and assault you with. And then they're like, well, I thought those guys just had axes. No, they have Chilling Grasp, so. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! This was one, the next one up in the 75-point category. I always loved this model, but I never found a a, a place for the Soul Searcher. He's, it's amazing that his name is the uh, Soul Searcher because, man, I've always found a way to keep this guy <laughs> relevant in my heart, man. Soul Searcher, search for my soul all the time. <laughs> I, loved, I, I loved him. He was like a cool greatsword-toting Dragary ninja because he has Infiltrate, Strider, and Survivalist. It's like he's a ninja. He is a ninja with a great sword. He's a Dragiri ninja. What's not to like about that? A large base, 50 build ninja. Um, with David, the Arctic Wind, I can see why these guys will be kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you're, you're, you're hitting it on the head. The big thing with the Soul Searchers is that they, yeah, they've got multiple attacks, and that's cool, but it's because you know, they're on a big base. They're on a 50 mil base. They're a huge model. But with that Strider and Infiltrate, you could park them behind a wall, park them behind something, you know, pretty far into into no man's land, and then because of Strider, just hop up and over that wall, and you're you're in someone's face right away. Um, and I, I view the Soul Searchers as the best way to get in to get someone else's units tied up in combat especially their ranged units right. so my he- so my heavy hitters can cross the distance so we have a dedicated you know dedicated infiltration unit like yeah, yeah. They, they they have ice case you don't have to dip into something else unless you absolutely want to you can dip into that but remember that's going to be 150 points so these guys are 75 so if you want to dip two into a a list you can do that um the next one on the list is by far the most used uh, Senor Soul Splitter, a.k.a. Mr. Long Gun. <laughs> Mr. Long Gun has had a special place in many Ice Case players' hearts because this guy had literally the most broken gun in Dark Age. <laughs> well, and it only got worse when we removed range penalties. Yes. We removed for the for like the eight months of... Of no range penalties and old rules for the Jagiri, um, the Soul Splitter was probably he was king. <laughs> he, he yeah, was he king. and and there and it's such a funny dichotomy because his narrative is that the Ice Cast that you, you've done something wrong to be labeled a Soul Splitter and handed the Arbalist. You know, this is this is your punishment. I'm I'm chaining you to this gun because oh, you're a dishonorable fool. And then when you look at the game, it's like. I'll take as many as these as I can possibly get. How many of you, dis- would... yeah, how many of you dishonorable <laughs> bastards you got? Because I have about five of them. You see how far he shot that big-ass arrow? You just see oh, that big? Exactly. Look at that guy. Exactly. And then they um, have... Well, they don't have much. They have, like you said, they have the, the Arbalist, which is a giant crossbow. Basically, it's a bolt thrower because they're huge. Mm-hmm. They're willing a bolt thrower. Um, and the only abilities on their card have uh, they can cast Obscuring Fog. This is something they always had. Um, but Obscuring Fog definitely got kind of nerfed in a way so yeah it's not smoke, as bad as it used to be but um smoke smoke clouds in any way shape or form have become for a while their smoke was just kind of the the go-to if you didn't have smoke in your army then you were just not playing to win and that, that that gets that gets in a game that we're trying to aim people towards you know brutal and kill and you know Hiding behind your smoke all day long? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> How exciting is that? I wait. Yeah, that is, I shoot. With, Fun. Yeah, it's an it's an eight turn game, and four turns of it are you basically guessing where your opponent is because of smoke. It's it's not that much fun. So yeah, it's obscuring fog is not nearly as potent as it used to be. It's still useful. Um, just giving people, everybody around you, heavy cover, including yourself. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's a, it's a good it's a good use. The primary reason why soul splitters are amazing, yep, 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 their 20-inch range has been reduced to 12. Um, 12 is still 
amongst the longest ranges in the game. It is. Um, we, we are universally, because we, we got rid of range penalties, we are universally reduced ranges across the board. Your average yeah. range, yeah. your average range gun now is eight. Um, some of the be- some of the longer range ones are ten. In the case of the Soul Splitter, it's it's a twelve. Um, but the big reason why you bring this guy, other than the fact of having just any regular ranged support in an ice cast army, um, is the fact that that big old bullet, that big old uh, you know tree branch that you're shooting out of the Arbalest, yes, um, it's got Sunder armor, and Sunder yes. armor is easily one of the most useful weapon abilities in the entire game as long as you hit somebody you just gotta hit you don't necessarily have to kill them you don't have to wound them you just gotta hit them their armor is now too lower for the entire game uh obviously you can only ever have one sunder armor token but that that's what the soul splitter uh, I, I have a shadow cast army, and I often feel the a soul splitter with my shadow cast. See, the, yeah, uh, exactly, and that's amazing because the shadow cast lacks. It, they lack presence. a lot of heavy. They, they lack the range presence. Yeah. They lack a, a lot of heavy hitters. They've got a lot of guys that are like, here, take three counters, and only a, it's only damage six. You know, then like it's punched in the face and it dies. It's like, oh, thanks. It's, for that. It, it, exactly. So with that soul splitter, with that Sunder armor, I find who's the the biggest guy on the block, and I try and put a bolt in him early on, because then even if the Soul Splitter gets himself murdered, because he does have a serious lacking in close combat, as in, he has none. Yeah, Uh, you can punch him in the face as much as you want when you get close. Exactly, you know, so he has that as his weakness. In those first two turns, three turns, I'll try and get my one shot off and make it count every time. And that's that's what the Soul Splitter is good for. Um, That and the the Ballista Bolt on that Arbalest... It, the knockdown fourteen. Yeah. That that means no matter what the target is, unless it has some kind of special rule of, against being knocked down, on a fourteen or less on a d twenty, if I've made contact with you, yeah, I'm gonna knock you prone. And the only thing that's not knocking prone is huge, is massive base models, so you won't be seeing them shooting down Howler anytime soon. But anything his size or below, which is pretty much the preview. I mean, they're they're literally fifty millimeters, so. Unless it's another 50 mil, you're pretty much golden on things you want to just pop down. Uh, another thing to note that with Sunder Armor, if you even have one and you have two of the Blizzards, remember, Blizzards hit twice, and that's four mm-hmm. armor rolls on negative two armor. So if something has like 14 or 12 armor, it's now 10, and then they got to do four rolls on 10, because every time they hit, you got to take two armor rolls. So. Looking back at these guys, take them into consideration. Take the blizzards into consideration. They're trueborn Dragiri. Yes, compared to your friend that can have like four banes, and you're like, well, all I have is this one guy versus four banes. That's not fair. You have Frostbites and you have blizzards. These are two models yep. that don't get seen much that can help you out greatly. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. Let's uh, let's let's kind of bust through these last guys. We're right. starting to get into the, the lower ends of things. I like to move on to one of the other casts. Yes. Um, so the Soul Warden. Yes. Uh, or as as uh, Ash Barker up at Gorilla Miniatures calls him, Vermin Supreme because yes. of his hat. He's Vermin Supreme. <laughs> um, the uh, the Soul Warden. You know, they they always were just kind of you know the only reason you bring them is ask for a couple of extra spells. They play a super cool role now. They're only 75 points. They're a psychogenic master, so they come with three psychogenic powers and can cast you a turn. They also increase the availability for your elementals. Okay. But the big thing for them, and anybody who's played Dark Age long knows that malfunctions happen. Malfunctions can ruin your day. Psychogenic resolve, the Soul Wardens are the only people who come with this and they basically add superior maintenance for your psychogenics. Correct. And now in the new deal where every psychogenic now has a, it now has a worthwhile backlash. Almost all of them do. So this is yeah. paramount because it, it will happen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's the, the so if you're doing a very spellcaster heavy, lots of neophytes, lots of invokers, um, then having a soul warden, he's only 75 points. You throw him in there for the psychogenic resolve, you know, um, although it is important to note that his name is Soul Warden, not Soul Warden of Ice. Yes. And that's specific because 
if you go through the different casts, every cast has their own specific soul warden. Uh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. But soul wardens, their availability is one per five hundred, mm-hmm. which means you could not play an ice cast and then for your hundred and fifty grand arbiter's command bring a soul warden of fire and a soul warden of air. Ah. Giving you a psychogenic resolve of nine and spells of three different guys. You can't do that because you're not allowed. It is the the soul warden is one per 500 no matter what casts you've got. Remember that, folks. He, did, he, yeah, mean, he went from it. generic to ice, it looks like. Uh, well, we've rather than uh, when we decided that there was not going to be any unaligned force anymore, there wasn't going to be a generic Dragiri. Okay, okay. Um, all of the generic forces, we now, there are specific cast versions of all those horses. Ah, okay, okay. So now there is a Soul Warden that, if, if you take him in the ice, if you look at his stats, he's got a Cone of Cold, he's got, you yes, know, he whereas if you look at the Fire one, he's got a Flamethrower. You know, yes. like, so they, they they are more specific to, uh, the, their powers are more specific to the, the cast as well. Alrighty then, and with that, of course, we'll just whip quickly whip it to the Hailkin from then to now. Uh, the Hailkin, um, so before they were, they were the, the ones that you took to do the, the trick, the, I cast Blizzard and the, and the Hailkin spring up over where the Blizzard was. And although I liked the idea of that, I always thought that was kind of a neat feel. Um, that's a lot of moving parts. And one of the things that we've really tried to do with, with Dark Age is keep the complexity, but eliminate all the extra wiggle. Yes, and so the hail can no longer teleport around the board for all people who were sad about that, so they can't teleport anymore. Explode, um, but they <laughs> well they, they they still kind of explode because you get um uh, they all have final strike. Yes, so when they lose their hit point when they die, but they get to make a psych check, and if they pass it, they get to make an attack. Um, so in theory, you could uh. You know, somebody runs up, shatters you, and right before you, right before you go, you get two swings with your claws. You know, so they all, they also came. They're also only only fifty points apiece. You know, they're 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 not terribly expensive. You could fit a couple of those into a force if you're kind of looking soul. for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then when you come into the slaves, the taskmaster, yeah, and the, yes, the various yeah. slaves. Um, so before ice slaves when they were just regular slaves, um, they felt, they, they, again, they felt like if all of them did the same thing, you lose a little bit of the flavor. Yes. So all of our ice slaves have immobilize. They basically, their weapons freeze you. Hmm. It gives them a new, it gives, that gives them a new lethal in life. And, uh, mm-hmm. Shards as well. Shards of yeah. yeah. Shards have changed, and well, the sling slave is now part. The sling slave is actually part of the case system now. So now they mm-hmm. so for people who had ice. I mean, excuse me, um, air. The sling slaves, and then you know they have their own slings. But these ones are amazing because, like I said, all ice trickery weapons immobilize. It looks like this ice is yeah. So it's. It is. It's really. It's a good way for if you've got a handful of extra points, or we don't, or if you're trying to out-activate your opponent, um, you throw in a handful of slaves, and you see, you see that they they make for the other site is kind of terrible when it comes to like taking objectives and stuff. But for some of the objectives that are like you know run across the board or get into your opponent's territory or you know that kind of thing, that's that's fine. That's what they're good for. You know, you don't necessarily want them to spend their twenty five points. You know, running against something that's probably going to kill them. Correct. Um, yeah. But they they've got they've got a point they've got a place. Uh, and one of the things that's I I love about spear slaves is the distraction special ability. Uh, basically, they get um, they're they they if you have a uh, a spear slave running around helping out one of your trueborn, like doing their role, basically playing like I'm here to help you, boss. <laughs> uh, they give an additional plus one assault and power to the big guy's melee attacks. Uh, yep. So just use him as kind of a, a, a. He's just there to help out. You know, yeah, they're going to die in droves, and that happens. But you know, if that one assault and uh, power made a difference. 
then that's 25 points well spent. Yeah. Which is, you know, once again, these 75-point Dragary troops, once again, Mm -hmm. power multipliers, and you hit them with the, you hit them with the bolt, to lay negative two armor, you run one of these little guys in, plus one AS, plus one POW, and then they run in with two ice axes, chop chop, you got four armor rolls. Once again, this is amazing stuff from previously ignored models. Well, and the, the three things that you just mentioned, that's only, what, 100, 175 points worth, yeah. worth of your force for that little three-point combo. I've also noticed that uh, the slave the slave uh, squad link has been reduced down to four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you can still have a... Uh, what is the number of slaves? Like, you can have, like, six of the spear slaves yes. uh, for every 500 points. It just means that you can't have an overwhelming... Like, here's a tide of eight guys all going all at once. Yeah, um, yeah. Slave spam is now... Yeah. Goodbye, it's, folks. You can you can still spam them for the point for the for the purposes of like taking the activations, yes. but when it comes to giant gang up bonuses and stuff like that, that you won't get anymore. Wow. Well, the psychogenics um, we could get into if you will, if you really want to. These are pre- all pretty much the same. They just a few of the numbers got reduced. A few of the ones that were a bit confusing got pretty much clarified, clarified. Yeah. witness me being the biggest one at the time because witness me was like a popular one but now that's been changed and fixed it grants unstoppable obscuring fog is still the cloud we talked about the clouds mm-hmm. not that being you know pretty much uh, um i uh, i see resolve i see i see resolve went from regenerate to just healing a hit point yes that i think was amazing having them heal one hit point was amazing to me. I like that. Glacial Spear give grants basically the spear abilities, which is immobilize if you hit, knock down as well, which is not bad. It's a range eight, so it's a nice little medium it's a, attack. It's a way for it's a way for your guys that have uh, no range combat to at least get some kind of shot on the way in. Yes, so, uh, yep. Chilling Grasp, which I also call Get Over Here, you know, turn it's Scorpion <laughs> from Mortal Kombat, you just get over here, Chilling Grasp. It's almost like, you know, World of Warcraft is Death Grip. They have Ice Grip. As we call <laughs> I call it Ice Grip. But uh, yeah. Chilling Aura also is a negative uh, two with, attack well, score. Chilling Aura is one of the newer uh, the newer styles of things that we're doing with Psychogenics. Is okay. Psychogenics fall into three styles now. Is it is either it adds an attack group to your card, in the case of like Glacial Spear or Chilling Grasp. It adds a power like Obscuring Fog or Icy Resolve. Okay. Or it is something that does not actually take any AP to do. It's just always on. And that's Chilling Aura in this case. If you take or witness me, if you take those, it, you don't have to cast it. It's not you know every turn I got to remember to do this. It is just you took this power, it took up one of your slots, but you've got this ability. It's yours. Yeah, it took pretty much turns everybody into an ice elemental. It's like, hey, you want the fun of an ice elemental without having one? Yeah. Here you go. Let's get into combat yeah. with these guys and let's let's just make it so that. Everyone gets negative two attack score, which can make or break a combat. You never know. Exactly. Uh, ice patch has not changed. It's it's the big template for the ice case in uh, blast two with knockdown makes it ice patch. Uh, when you hit, when you hit in uh, after AR saves are made, roll a d twenty, and we'll see who slips, trips, and falls. Basically. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't. I think before it used to stay around, didn't it? Before, well, one of the things that it used to do before was create almost kind of like a smoke cloud, except yes. it didn't make a smoke cloud. It made an actual spot on the ground. Right, right. Um, uh, this, one of the things that we've tried to avoid it going forward is cluttering the battlefield mm-hmm. um, or requiring our, uh, requiring players to have, uh, you know, well, I had to go, you know, cut out a bunch of felt circles at this exact thing because I'm going to cast hey. Ice Patch a bunch. Hey, um, I used to do we, that. Well, and and, and 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 before you had to. Yes. So I remember the yes. days. I'm sure you remember the days of Ice Wall. Yes. Uh, I had Ice Wall had templates to, too. Exactly. Um, and so that's that's the stuff we're trying to avoid okay. going forward. Um, 
just because it's extra stuff that your player has to have on hand or be prepared to do. Uh, it, it's, it, it's clunky stuff we're trying to avoid, with, but still keep the ideas behind those, uh, those spells and effects. All right. And with all of that, we'll say that this is the ice case in a nutshell. Um, parting words, I would say, for this particular cast is uh, the starter, the new 500-point starters are not out yet. But in the light of... In the light of uh, buying that box, is there anything you want to suggest that goes with it that would kind of help them out? Or is it just the 500 is going to be good and it's going to be just everything they need for right now? Well, I don't know what the um, box would contain. Can we get a preview on that? If, if, we can. Uh, if you give me one minute, I might oh, be able to look it thankful. up uh, I, I'd be super yeah. thankful because I don't know what it contains, so I don't want to say get this and you already have it included in the box. <laughs> no problem. Let me, let me take a look real quick. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. And that's the one thing I do like about Dark Age is the fact that whenever you guys previewed something, you told us what was actually in it. So that was pretty cool too. Alright, so I'm pulling up my box listing for stuff that's coming so Thank you. coming down the no no worries, man. Um so if my computer is gonna run even remotely quickly enough to open this file, come on. Uh, it's muted. No, alright. For a second there I didn't think it was gonna open. Uh, it looks like um, the Ice Cast Faction Starter, uh, you are, I think, to go, it's, it comes with a couple of slaves. Okay. Uh, it's got some, uh, it's got, you got your, your Soul Searcher that you were, that you were talking about. Wonderful, uh, wonderful. Looking at uh, a, a couple of Blizzards and a Spirit Lord of the Ice Cast. Okay, so... so. Let's if say, someone were to, if someone were, if were to try to swell their ice cast stuff, so, yeah, because um, um, excuse me, events are seven fifty. Uh, well, most most of our basic events are five hundred. Great, but great, great. The, but we like to have um, hundred and fifty point reinforcements, which is basically a sidebar okay. that you can change between matches. All right, all right. Uh, so you could take like the faction starter and then like buy a couple of other trueborn or the faction starters and grab a death device. Okay. Um, and then that way you'd have a little bit of leeway if you wanted to flip things in and out. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So there you go. You get the starter and you get those things. You'll ramp up to to seven hundreds, and most of us still play that seven fifty level. A lot of uh, you'll see that a lot of uh, older players will play that level. So. You'll be able to get in games. Well, a lot of our a lot of our bigger events are seven fifty. Yes. Um, the Immortals tournament, the actual the, the actual t- tournament itself down at, at the Atlanta Expo, mm-hmm. um, that will be at seven fifty. Uh, but a lot of the other events that we run are five. Well, there we go. So that's pretty much uh, the purchase in a nutshell. Wait, the MSRPs are on the website, so I would say one cost you're in nowadays compared to before so i do dig that i do dig that um hmm, is there any other parting words for anybody who wants to just go with this faction like as a like just by itself not adding in 150 all right so for anybody out there who's really kind of running for the ice cast purist feel you know i'm not i don't care what the grand arbiter's telling me i'm not i'm not taking guys from the other casts um I would say there's going to be two models that people have often overlooked. And we mentioned them earlier. The, the David, um, I think people are going to start seeing him on the battlefield more. And I think as an ice cast player, um, having a fast lethal infiltrator that can hide, he's a small model, um, you know, based off of what kind of terrain your guy, your store uses and stuff. He can tuck in to you know an alley or you know get behind a get behind a low hedge, and that can be all the difference when someone you know crosses over to get an objective. You can run out there and he's just like oh lop there's your head. Um, 
but to kind of go along with him, I think another model that people are going to initially they might overlook because he's a little expensive at 100 points, similar to you know David at 100 points. Uh, 100 points for a two win model, even with a 20 armor, um, is that frostbite. Uh, frostbites are amazing bodyguards, and what's going to end up happening is that. So you're going to see more people, especially the ice cast players. You're going to see more people throwing just one, one frostbite in there to basically be the two ablative wounds for something that is a little softer, possibly running around with a soul searcher. Um, it's going to be very useful for them to have the ability to start, you know, sloughing off those attacks onto this guy who can shrug them off and heal afterwards. Uh, so for the ice cast purists out there, I really think you need to give David a chance and uh, frost, at least try out a frostbite. Um, not only because of their staying power, but also because they hit like a Mack truck, you know, they've got extreme damage on a reach attack and that's, Something that's 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 the same kind of thing that the death device has for fifty less points. Well, there you go. Uh, that was pretty much the ice case in a nutshell. I think we should do next up. We'll do air because that's the second army that a lot of people will kind of trade, and it a, it's the second oldest army. It was a force. very popular, yes. very popular cast force when it came out, and. Uh, the we just announced two of the resculpts for them. Yes, uh, we just started showing those online. Yes, and uh, I think if there was anything that was turning people away from the aircast before, it was some of their some of their dumpy warriors. All that's going yes. away. The new the new sculpts are amazing. So with that, we'll do that next step. And uh, once again, Brian, thank you very much, man, for swinging by and helping us out because <laughs> I don't have the book right now. So any input? Was hey, no great. worries, man. Yeah, no absolutely. worries. I uh, I love uh, I love talking about it, and I'm a big fan. And I hope that uh, everybody who's listening uh, pops onto one of the Facebook pages and uh, drop me a line. I love to chat. Yeah.